Welcome to Conversations in the Park with Carla, Tash and Meg. Listen in as we, a shaman, a spiritual feminist and a creative, share our thoughts and perspectives on the goings-on in the rapidly changing world around us. We hope it keeps your heart happy, your mind curious, and your spirit strong during these historic times of change. This episode was recorded on the very day this podcast was officially launched into the world, and we take the opportunity to celebrate. I start by sharing about the creative cycle and how it relates to the female anatomy. We then meander into exploring other aspects of what creativity means to us, discussing things like feminine versus masculine ways of working, productivity versus creativity, the anxiety versus the joy of ignoring our to-do lists, and the wonderful expanded beauty of life. A note for listeners, we apologise for the audio interference in some sections of the recording due to Carla's remote location outbush. I was reflecting on yeah what we were going to talk about today and for me what was really coming through was the creative cycle. So not only the creative process and the way that, you know, ideas are um, come, like we come up with ideas and then bring them into the world, but also how that relates to the female anatomy. And just to, yeah, briefly talk about this, but if you're interested in it, it's something that I've learned from a really amazing woman um, called Yana. And she's got a she's got a Facebook group called Vela Souls, which is um of oh, Vela Mama, sorry, is the Facebook group for women and uh it actually translates to like a call for women to appear. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's a yeah, a free Facebook group and she shares heaps of beautiful content in there about women's work and yeah, she talks a lot about the creative cycle and basically how it relates to the female anatomy is um, so we have the ideas phase, which is where you're coming up with ideas and getting moments of inspiration and um, creativity, and that's really in the ovarian energy, and that's very like sparky and excited and oh I've got an idea, and then from there it goes into the holding phase, which is related to the womb, and that's really giving your ideas time to like be nurtured and really time to cook basically so they can grow and develop and be held. And then you've got the birthing phase from there, which is related to the cervix and the vagina, which can be, um, yeah, it can be pretty painful (laughs) giving birth. Uh, There's usually a lot of challenges that can come up around actually birthing your creation into the world, whether it's a real-life baby or a creative baby. And then afterwards is the pleasure phase, which is related to the vagina and the clitoris. And that's very much like celebrating the birth of your creation and having that that cycle come back almost. So, yeah, the way that Yana talks about it is that it's the incentive, like the pleasure is kind of the reason why you do the thing in a way. And if you don't take the time to enjoy and receive back from your creation and celebrate it, then 
it's harder to kind of go back into that ideas phase and that inspiration phase. So, yeah, and I think there's just so much in in this cycle. And for me, there's so many things that come up um, in different ways and things that have come up through through the making of this podcast and different cha- challenges in different areas. So I'm wondering if, yeah, do either of you have anything that you want to share that has come up for you during this process and do you know like kind of at which stage of the process it it came up for you that's a great introduction (laughs) (laughs) uh, thank you i really enjoyed yeah listening to that yay (laughs) yeah you're welcome it's um it's got me um in a in a deep reflection actually Mm. yeah i mean i know um Personally, I am not good at celebrating. I can feel really good about what I'm doing or what I've done, but the celebrating it, yeah, that's that's almost a bit like boring to me. But I think, if anything, to be able to share something that you've created is probably for me like the... Yeah, my idea of celebrating it, it is, mm. is sharing it with people and talking about it and and for some reason celebration also is like um a coming together and a sharing food in a way as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's a shame actually that that we can't gather in that way at the moment. Um, but I guess in yeah. the future, definitely in the future, that would be so nice. Mm. Yeah. But I, I like the question of like with that with that cycle of the of the female body in relation to where like yeah, so where I'm at in that, um, is probably at like lately my big creative contribution to the world has been in, in creating stories. Stories that really inspired by uh by the stars, by the land and by this feeling of um like circular time I guess is the best way to describe it just Mm. that feeling of like you know the with the creation stories and all of that it's not a the world was created the end it's um the world is always in creation and and it has its cycles and Mm. so I guess when I look at my my cycle I've just created the stories and I'm putting them out and there's so much joy in sharing them but the the real kind of the real the real joy of the sharing actually comes in in hearing the responses from people and hearing how it you know enriches their lives that that, that real human shared human experience and I yeah, I guess um, that's probably where I'm at is, is, you know, starting to hear a little bit back from what people have experienced from these stories and received from them. And that, that to me, I guess, is my celebration. And I just love sharing things with people and, and hearing feedback, but also being able to celebrate um, mutually. Like um, I love hearing what other people are are putting out there as well and and having these shared experiences of the human experience. I guess that's where I'm at. Mm. 
Yeah, I love how you talked about sharing being like such a celebratory, pleasurable thing because when I was thinking about this cycle and I was thinking about it in terms of like a baby, I was like, oh, yeah, it's like after the baby's born, well, there's always the announcement, right? There's always like the, you know, this baby was born on this day at this hour and there's like maybe a photo um, and you send it to all of your loved ones and they can really be like, oh, my God, this happened and kind of celebrate in their own way. Um, and then there's also the the baby pictures, right? Like the... <laughs> So you're kind of proud of this baby, so you're always sharing these photos, and then everyone, everyone that gives a shit, <laughs> celebrates in the joy of this child. So I was really thinking about, like, yeah, this podcast in terms of that way, and because um, I was having quite a block around sharing it before this week, really, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? Like, why don't I want to share it? And then I was like, oh, I feel like yeah, doing what we're doing now and actually almost celebrating the day that our podcast is born. It's like I can kind of energetically get behind it and I can be like, yes, it was born. Now I'm ready to celebrate it. Now I'm ready to like share the baby pictures, you know, and I can really feel the shift that's happened within me just from us getting together and celebrating and acknowledging what we've created. I feel like I'm ready to share it now. Mm-hmm. I'm so appreciative that you were so mindful of this, Meg, because, and it's sort of a revelation to me because I think my normal way of operating is do it and then move to the next thing. But actually like consciously having a day where we get together and celebrate and um, just having that space to do it, to do that. It's really nice and, <laughs> and yeah, I'm just so just having a massive realisation of how much I don't do that consciously yeah. and, yeah, I'm always just, um, yeah, like sort of like tick next thing because, mm. I mean, because obviously there's always something to do next, like, you know, there's always more things to do. It sort of never runs out but. Yeah, and it's. I think it's really about the celebration is is really that feminine energy too of celebrating and acknowledging and appreciating and all those good energies. Um, it's sort of refueling. Feels like a sense of refueling, like what you were speaking to before, Meg. Mm. It, it refuels mm. you then for the next thing. Um, but if we don't do it, it can be depleting, which I've definitely found myself in that cycle before of not refueling and then being refueled for the next thing properly yeah for sure I can so relate to what you're saying about yeah going back to the to-do list almost um after it's been born it's like oh there's still so much to do let's do the next thing Mm. um and that's definitely been my habit as well and I think becoming aware of it and bringing in like yeah bringing awareness to it and being like yes I definitely need to celebrate this when it happens yeah, you're so right, you get to get that energy back and you get, yeah, you get to experience the joy of like the joy of creating. And I think it's like, yeah, the fact that we find this difficult, I feel is linked to the shutdown of pleasure as women. I guess it feels like collectively it's 
yeah, it's something to to kind of step into choosing to receive and receive from our gifts and from ourselves and from others feels like yeah it feels like a huge step kind of in embracing our creative energy and yeah embracing the pleasurable side of our bodies and of our lives Mm, it so is I truly think this is totally an element of our internalized patriarchy that um Mm. that we're all unlearning collectively men and women of yeah of valuing our the pleasure and receiving and celebrating and all of these things that we don't really get taught to do externally because it is a very dominant masculine energy society that we live in um yeah actually sorry tasha do you finish i think so (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to cut you off (laughs) i don't know it's all good um it might come back to me you forgot I forgot it's gone, but I'm sure they'll come back. <laughs> when the time is right. <laughs> you know that I can talk about our internalized patriarchy for three hours, so <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing coming back to like the feminine body and the and the feelings and yeah, the depth of of all of that. I'm actually a bit flawed right now because these conversations like right from the very um beginning of of your sharing meg it's it's really um reaching a deep almost kind of uh hidden or definitely beneath the surface um part of me and it's really beautiful because i i feel quite yeah with the emotionality of of what of what's going on and what's coming up for me and and i guess that there's two big things for me, one is acknowledging that uh, how much tribe means to me to have be surrounded by people that really um that that can celebrate me and that the celebration can be mutual and shared like we can celebrate each other and I guess you know on some level, I have that, but there's been such a disruption to that with the pandemic and the the isolation mm. and and the um kind of enforcement of having to connect online which has really taken away the things that I love most about connecting with friends and in groups and yeah really being with with tribes so I I guess I feel like I'm I'm really missing missing that and not really sure of of when that can re-enter my life and and then I guess the other thing that's really coming up for me is, is acknowledging like so, you know, what's going on for me that I can't celebrate and be in the, in the pleasure of these things? And, and why, yeah, why am I moving on to the next thing after the next thing after the next thing? Because um, mm. probably I don't really have a busy life and don't actually need to do that. But the, the, the kind of deep core reason is, is that for me, there's this um, inner working that, you know, what, what I do for what I do in my life is also how I need to sustain myself and so there's this there's always this blurred boundary of what I offer into the world and also what I receive back to actually live to buy food and um, to have a roof over my head and it's been the most excruciating journey for me 
because when I left my paramedic job, I hope this is not going to take up the horrible. When I left my paramedic job, I really stepped into 100% dedication to um, offering what I offer in its fullness. And it is, um, it's such a tricky um, balance to, to give out, to create, to offer, to, to um, be in service and then to receive back to be able to buy food and I guess almost forcingly having to participate in the patriarchy, patriarchal, mon, monetary, um, you know, whatever other word insert there, world. It actually does make it really difficult to live this feminine way. So I guess that's, mm. yeah, that's, that's me. And I know we've had conversations before about um, because it is a patriarchal society that we live in, masculine energy forms of work are generally really recognised, A, as work and B, as valuable work. Mm. So they get paid highly, you know, things to do with thinking and um, et cetera. Um, <laughs> things that I can't think of right now. Exactly. Insert things that my mind's gone blank on. Um, but feminine energy work is either, yeah, not recognised as work or not valued, particularly caring roles, um, yeah, thing, you know, energy work, things to, things to do with the unseen. Um, and so I think, yeah, when we do the work in that space, then in reality it is more difficult to get paid because many people don't recognise it or don't value it. That's been my experience. So it's because of all these sort of, belief systems that we live in within patriarchy so yeah I think it's an interesting process <laughs> yeah um, and I do feel like you know I because I like I believe that um we can change our belief system and uh I guess our ideas around what we're worth and what we do uh is valued and we can choose to uh, believe that it's worth a lot of money or it's worth what we want it. Yeah, that we get what we want to be paid for it um, internally. But just acknowledging that it's a hard road, right? Because we're not seeing that externally and it's not something we've been taught. It's like we have to really unlearn a whole lot of stuff and relearn a lot of things um, and redefine redefine it for ourselves because like you say yeah it's so relatable that yeah what is viewed as work and I I noticed that with myself too where um you know I might go a whole day where I'm like yeah like researching or learning or creating and I don't see that as work and I feel like I feel like I should be doing something else and then I'm like but this is what I love to do and this is what I'm moving towards doing in my life yeah it's really interesting that perception of what you see as work and what you see as something that would typically be paid for versus what yeah. isn't. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And I guess to to kind of, I realise I may not have ended my um, my track before, the this um, feeling of like needing to get this done and then that done um, you know, that real kind of practicality, get stuff done, get it out there. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's coming from the, the core fear of fearing for my, 
like being unable to um, basically survive to meet my basic needs. It's kind of like you really have a, a really big to-do list to kick things off to, you know, produce. I guess it's the it's the production line, you know. I need to to have the production happening to have, um, yeah, to have the income. It's it's just so ingrained. It's amazing. But that's mm. yeah, that's where my anxiety of needing to move on from this to that to that to that and not celebrate is. It's like I need to be productive to get this my basic needs, you know, met in the in the world. So yeah, yeah, very it's very deep, very ingrained. Yeah, actually, something um going back to the woman I mentioned at the start, Yana, something else she says that yeah relates to what you're saying and also the creative cycle. She said that productivity is getting the thing done, whereas creativity is allowing the unfolding of this gift inside. I really liked the way that she named that. I was like, oh, because I, I feel like, um, yeah, like this feeling of not being productive or also the opposite of what you're talking about, where you are hyperproductive and constantly moving from one thing to the next and getting getting things done. And, you know, there's definitely a space for that too. Like sometimes that can be really um, part of the process and be really great. But just, yeah, I guess that the creative explanation of allowing the unfolding of what you're creating and really listening to our bodies as well. Yeah, like knowing that it is a cyclical process and it's not linear and it can, um, yeah, sometimes doesn't look or go as in a masculine, um, more linear way of working. Mm. Yeah, I must say it feels so much better to work, yeah, work with the cycles and and um, to follow the creative, um, you know, urges and inspirations yeah, it is. It's very cyclical. Um, it's beautiful, really. What a beautiful life. <laughs> and also the experience of, yeah, tapping into something sort of greater than us that wants to flow through us. Um, I just, yeah, I love that explanation of the, of creativity because I really feel that's sort of what happened with this podcast. Like when we met for that picnic or even this year, I had no mental like thought I want to make a podcast this year Mm -hmm. so we just we met for the end and then it just felt like it sort of flowed through us and flowed really sort of in this organic spontaneous way the last couple of months and mentally I had all these other things I was going to do this last couple of months like promote my book <laughs> and <laughs> and um, start recording the audio book and various other things I was going to do like women's circle type things and yet this just sort of flowed and just felt so right to pursue the creativity of this podcast and the feeling and yeah it's just a really interesting way of working of following that spontaneous feeling rather than yeah the mental checklist of what what you think you're going to be spending your time doing. Mm, I feel like that's that's such a big learning for me at the moment is like learning to trust that. Yeah, because my mind can be saying like, what are you doing? Like, why are you spending all your time making this thing that you didn't exactly. even like? 
Are you just distracting yourself from the other stuff you're supposed to be doing? Like, it's not even on your to-do list. Yeah, there's nothing to cross off. (laughs) Can I just say, like, uh, it's it's still totally on track, but it does feel so good to create. Like, I don't know. I've just since having more space, I have fallen in love so much with creating, and I'm. Creating things by the day, it's been um, mm, glorious. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, totally, totally relating, totally relating to what you're both saying. Mm. So what, what for you? Like, is this something? Do you think that was unlocked during this time by having the space, or is this something that has been happening for you for a while, um, where you have been creating daily? I'd say I would have had the yearning for it. I was just really driven driven to um be be productive and and make make things work and also i probably did have i did have a lot that i was that i was doing and now now uh yeah like i had to cancel i i keep having to cancel my monthly um like earth dance events and had to cancel the kimberly gathering this year which is like six months in the making and everything just got cancelled but because I am supported by the land here and and by my family I don't have any of the anxieties about being able to sustain my life because I'm being supported Um, so interestingly enough all the kind of money kind of um, scarcity fear stuff has fully dropped away so I'm just kind of you know in this um in this expansive place walking under the the stars at night communing with the trees you know doing i'm actually doing all the things that i love and i probably haven't even been able to fully acknowledge that so Mm. good time for that yeah it's almost like the um maslow's hierarchy of needs when you're like the base of the pyramid is met like all those base needs then you can go up to the higher needs, which are more, um, yeah, the higher creativity and connection and, uh, yeah, the non-physical, um, which all the things that make life worth living, really. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Conversations in the Park, with Carla, Tash and Meg. If you want to take a deeper dive into anything you've heard in this episode, go to conversationsinthepark.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review and or share it with your friends. Yeah.